Man, that's a good song. Gary Duty writes a song that preached to me. Amen. I love that song. I really do. Uh, I get you thinking about whatever's going on in your life. We cross us up on the levels. We just, we just do. And for the cause of Christ, a little over a great is. If you're doing anything for the cause of Christ, there's be suffering involved. Studying, there's suffering involved with studying. Amen. It's not easy. <laughs> it's, not, it's not easy. Amen. Uh, oh boy, it doesn't matter how little or how big, man. It doesn't even compare to the glory that's going to be manifested. Okay, like, what are we complaining about? Like, really, we, boy, you know, what, what's my head always say? All this and head too. We got a good God, amen. Isaiah chapter 55, Matthew chapter 3. Isaiah 55 and Matthew chapter 3. Amen. Good to be at the house all this morning. We're ready this evening. Well, frankly, all of it for me. Amen. <laughs> oh, we're turning there. And I asked, well, why do we come to the church on a Sunday night or a Wednesday night? It's not just fellowship. It's not just because we have to do it. That's not it at all. It's because we want to. You're here tonight, not first against your will, because you have a desire and a hunger for the things of God. I don't get to anybody in the human. Really don't. Try so hard not to. Even COVID, uh, you know, there's a lot of preachers that would get from preaching wrong if you don't enter the house of God. I, I didn't and won't. Because if you have the flu, I want you to stay home. <laughs> Amen. And when I have the flu, I stay home, brother. I preach, brother. Brother Scott, I mean that. Okay, you know. And we've been there, been down the road. But we're here to study and to learn the Word of God. But we're only going to learn uh, uh, so much without the leading of the Holy Spirit. In other words, God will only give us as much as we can handle. In other words, God will only give us as much as we allow Him. We talk a big talk. It's just like being out there all the time. I do Isaiah 55, 8 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts. They are your ways and my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts, your thoughts. Well, that's a long distance. <laughs> Making a point. And you know what? You know what the, 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 the Corinthians says, the chapter says, and do this. Well, the document is actually a smile to this person. This is what, Oh, that's not what he's saying. He's saying there's vast difference between our thoughts and his thoughts. Amen. We don't take in as much as we allow him to. Amen. Brother Bruce, you've been a blessing, sir. I'd be honored if you'd open the message in your prayer. Amen. Number one, three gods in one 
with question mark. Three gods and one. It's uh, you'll often use different illustrations in your church for this. Um, but atheists often bring this up. Uh, one time when I was a teenager, I was probably not as 15 or 16. We were street preaching with Detroit. I don't know where in Detroit. Amen. Uh, I thought I'd never really go back. But amen. Uh, amen. Um, but we're street preaching, and there, and I, there was this big, tall black guy in a trench coat and a hat. Probably not the wisest thing for me to go up to him, but I did, and I gave him a track. I wasn't preaching at the time. I was standing up tracks, and I was across the street, uh, half a block down from everybody else. He's a very kind man, um, dressed nicely, nice. Um, and, uh, but, but it's also like, uh, you know, o'clock at night, it's late. And uh, um, so I like, can I ask you some questions? I'm like, absolutely. You know, that's wonderful. And he said, how can you serve God has lost his mind? And it's like, 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 you know, okay, here we go. Them are offensive words. Uh, and I have a big question, right? Uh, uh, but, but I'm not on the street inquiring of him. I come to him, so he's allowed to do that. So he throws out a big question. So I, I'm now in his territory of he knows exactly what I say to be. Uh, if you ever notice a politician, whenever they ask a question, they bring it over to their box what they want to talk about immediately. That's what he did to me. But anyways, um, he said, you're a Christian, right? I said, yes, sir. He said, you believe that, um, uh, you believe in the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, right? I said, yes, sir, I do. I'm thinking my church is being ground. And he said, uh, then how can Jesus be on the cross, be talking to God at the same time? He said, if I were you, that you'd sit there with Matt. I had lost my mind. He goes, therefore, the God that you serve is insane. He's lost his mind. He wasn't being hateful enough. That's what he was taught, probably in what religion he does. I'm, I don't, I, I'm scared to even guess what he can do. I really don't know what he does. Uh, and, and he told me, I still don't remember this day. Um, and, uh, I didn't have to tell him then. But what I did tell him was, um, I said, I, I don't understand everything. God says it, and I believe it. I said, that's all I need to know. I trusted that for my salvation. Then I began to put it back on my box. So I said, what I'm trusting in, I went to the last passage, right? And he listened to it accidentally. And, and, and uh, when it was basically done speaking, he just let me speak. Um, and he said, um, he goes, uh, don't pack. Um, everyone's left you, but I say, come back. And I turned on like, oh, Joey said, all of them are gone. Come get me. <laughs> he goes, yeah, they just pecked up that teeth with the bed. <laughs> and he stayed with me. I don't know what he talked about after that. <laughs> amen. Uh, amen. But, you know, the Trinity, and I've said it here many times, and we've said it in junior churches, the Trinity is not hard to explain. When I was young, child, I thought in the Trinity, what a mind-blowing thing. It's not hard. We use the egg as an example. It's parts of the egg, but it's one egg. You, you separate the yolk from the, the shell, from the, the what's the part called? The 
wait. <laughs> Shush. <laughs> we haven't talked about it. Amen. Uh, you only lift me up, help me. Come on now. Uh, <laughs> um, but like separate down through to the egg, put different places. Guess what? They're all separate, but they're all part of the same. The, the, the Trinity is not, that's not hard to explain. Oh, hard to explain is uh, where God come from. He's outside of time, space, and matter. We can't understand that. We can't even fathom that. What, what the flesh wants to do and what literally every other religion does is put God in a box where they can understand it. If we can understand that God's creation, then I don't want to serve that God. I want to above my thoughts, higher than my thoughts, as far as the, whatever is said in Like a glass of water. Separate two different ways, amen. Turn to Matthew chapter 3, verse 16. Matthew chapter 3, verse 16. This first point is real simple. I know we all know it, but you know it's good over these things. You can go over You know, when you're witnessing to someone, all of a sudden you have a real conversation and not just you invite you to church into a real, and real questions like that man did be. It's good to have some answers. Amen. Amen. It, it can be a church for 30 years before we get, uh, how do we answer that? Really? I thought I believed, but how do we prove what we believe? We fall and fail so often at that. I didn't say you do, I said we do. Matthew chapter 3, verse 16. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straight out of the water, and lo, the heavens opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God sit like a dove and lighted upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And we know those verses, I mean, like, we've heard that verse a thousand times in the last years. But those verses are more than just Jesus of Nazareth being baptized. No, it's the Trinity right in front of us. God the Father speaking and making a declaration. The Son being baptized out of the water. And the, God the Holy Spirit in the form of a dove uh, coming up upon Jesus. Amen. Trinity, all there, separate, but one. Three persons, one being is not contradicting like many say. It's just something that's even harder. It's not even like a debate point to me. It's just, it's just hot. Number two. Malachi chapter 3 and Exodus chapter 32. Malachi chapter 3 and Exodus chapter 32. Amen. Is that is that atheist? Is that like a real thing? Wow. Like, I've heard that atheists meet and have meetings. I think that's... We're going to stand on what we don't believe. I don't understand. Sounds like an SNL skit, actually. <laughs> you seen uh, Steve Martin, the summit? If you have a song, <laughs> never heard it, you should listen to it. It's a hilarious atheist song. Amen. Number two, the atheist might say, well, God changes, even though scripture says he doesn't. Malachi 3, verse 6 For I am the Lord, I change not. Sons of Jacob are consumed, so scripture saying, Malachi, God changes you not. Scripture says he does that. Now turn to 32, verse 14. 
boy, the atheists love something like this. Atheists and Christians do something in common that both have a presupposed idea in their mind and they'll stick to that no matter what. Instead of looking for the truth and evidence of it all. Amen. Exodus 32, 14 says, And the Lord repented of the evil which he thought to do unto his people. So, but yet the Lord changed, does he not change? And the atheist is like, I got you, I want you. You're right in the big box, man. But we do it. I believe it. Uh, to the scripture. What's our, what's our job? Well, let's look to the scripture and understand what it's saying. Let's not let, matter of faith, let's not let anybody direct us. Uh, to confusing us with what scripture says, the scripture speaks for itself. You look at the context. What kind of change is being mentioned in Malachi? It's God's character. God's character does not change. Ever. Ever. Otherwise, we'd be worshiping an imperfect God like any other religion. But the arguments of false it's not a matter of God doing things or making decisions because those were the case. God changed when he created the firmaments. firmaments. Right? Because there's no firmaments, then God made firmaments. There's a change, God made it. God divided waters from the waters. Well, before the waters were divided from the waters, God made it happen. There's a change. God changed that. God created mankind. There's a change that was made. We got to the contact. And, um, especially, um, and let say this, there are always changes that are made within the character of the person. Tony decides, uh, uh, I don't know, I'm not good at random illustration. Just he decides to They were going to get ice cream tonight, but then he decided to get Domino's pizza with Rob because that's his favorite pizza to make. Is this all your favorite pizza? No. Oh, okay. I'm going to say Rob. Oh. Oh, it's, oh, that's good. Is that Yuka Road? Because their time was awesome. Uh, be blessing if you did that. Interesting. Yeah. And, but if Tony changed his mind, that doesn't change the fact that he still loves his wife. He still stands for what's right. He's still a child of God. His character didn't change. He just changed his mind for the night. Whatever he was doing. And going back to Malachi chapter 3. I love this. You see this in the scripture. Where we just read the next verse. He explains it. You know, he said, and this is in the book. You read uh, Judge Nash, you judge, like, like every sinner knows that verse, right? Well, you just keep reading, it tells you to judge righteous judgment. There's a time to judge righteously. They don't want to read that, they just want to know what they've heard, amen. But they read and they stop reading, they're like, whoa, got something against the Christians, amen. 
Look at Malachi 3, 7. The next verse says, From the days of your fathers you are going away from mine ordinances, and I kept them. Return unto me, I will return to you, said the Lord of hosts. But he said, When shall we return? Because God's character doesn't change, it is God's people that get farther and farther from the Lord. Church, we're the one change. God's character is never, ever changed. Excuse me. What changes is how God deals us. We decide to repent and turn to Him. I can decide to do whatever He wants to do, but His character has never changed all along. You've got to define what you mean by change. It happens with a lot of doctrines. You want to, you want to use words to get mean something else. Amen. God's saying, well, while I'm changing in my character, if you repent of your sins, that will change how I bless or don't bless you. And I see it all the time. Christians will backslide for whatever reason from the Lord, not come to church, still expect God to bless by faithfulness. It'll be church. It'll be, uh, I'm going to quit and expect God somehow to bless my finances. It doesn't work for me. Oh, uh, uh, Christians uh, move in together and have sex before marriage and expect God to bless their relationship. It ain't happening. We, we have this kick and eat it too. Like we're living, it's like you're trying to live on friends' uh, TV show. Yeah, be faithful Christians for the Lord. It doesn't work for us to come. James chapter 4, verse 5. You know, it's really simple. You're really God. God loves you. When you know where you're supposed to be, and by the way, that would be different for different people. And that knows you him sin. You know what I mean? Uh, there, there's a higher standard for a pastor. There's a higher standard for a Christian to be saved forever need, forever long. Right? There's a higher standard, so God expects more out of this and this one. How'd you get it there, right? Simple, brethren. James 4 or 5 is, do you think that the scripture saith in vain? Fear that doth in us, lusteth envy? Oh, my favorite but he giveth more grace. Wherefore he saith, God resists the proud, but giveth grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, Lord, to God, resist the devil, he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. And he goes on, he says, Cleanse your hands, you sins, and prepare your hearts, you double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and eat. Your life be turned to mourn, let your joy uh, to heaven. Humble yourselves in the Son of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. We don't want to humble ourselves. We want to, we want to live in our sin. We want to revel in our sin. We want to glorify our sin. And at the same time, for God to bless, it could happen. It's literally interesting. Literally. God can change his mind all day about how he decides to bless or to not bless someone. God's character has never changed. Hebrews is just Christ and the day to stand forever. Scripture isn't wrong anywhere. 
with how we read it. Amen. We may have had some bits of poses in there. Amen. A lot of times, uh, anybody who is often a atheist will refute scripture with uh, a preschool theology. I heard this term this week for the time. I thought it was really, really good. Uh, where to go? Where are my notes? Amen. As he's posing the question, like on the school playground, preschool level, is it Roman, see preschool level? So picture Roman, talking to all his buddies. Or somebody, some, so one Roman buddy says to him, hey, dear mommy, like, yeah. But his buddy's like, well, why did he spank you? Roman's like, oh, that actually feels like it's pain on me. Man, mine is blown hard, right? But that's what happens uh, as adults, right? You get these uh, uh, bended questions that you might, right? If you haven't even thought about it, it might come across like throwing you off. Like, does God change or does he not? Does God love you or not? Well, yeah, she does. Actually, that's why she thinks because she loves me. I don't know if I can never get this across any clearer. It's, it's the illustration in my own mind, in my own heart, that I don't know, 20 years ago, whatever, I was able to understand it. The more that we sin, the more that we rebel, it diminishes our view of everything. It's maturity 101, but especially spiritual maturity. And the more we sin, the more we suffer, you just think about ourselves. And then we walk around only thinking, we walk in the church house. I don't care about nobody else. I, I, we go to church, we go to work. I don't care about nobody. I'm only care about me. I don't care that I'm hungry right next to me. I don't care that they need gospel. I don't care that we even have visitors this morning. But the more that you grow in the word, the more you start to sing. And it, it, it does it like this. You, know, don't, you don't read the book of religion. All of a sudden, you're, you're woke. Right? You start growing in the Lord, and all of a sudden, you realize. Oh my goodness, uh, 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 nobody's talking to the visitors over there. All of a sudden you realize, uh, man, it looks like they need somebody to say hello or whatever. Right? And it's a long day. All of a sudden you have this, have this mindset, man, how can I be a blessing to somebody? Walking in the door thinking, who can I be blessed to? Peter 2 says, newborn babes desire to see the of the word that you may grow thereby. As we grow in the Lord, we realize that God's character does change. Even if he chooses to change his mind not only. Amen. Number three and final question, the atheist question, if you will. Government or God? Do you do you obey your government? Do you obey God? Do you obey the tradition of them? First Peter chapter two verse thirteen. I don't know if you have heard of these out in the world. I have. First Peter chapter two verse thirteen says, 
submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the king or the supreme man. Right away, that one verse is like we can say it doesn't matter whether the, whatever the authority over us says we have to do. I mean, that's what the verse says, right? Verse 14, or in the governors, as to them that sent him for the punishment of evildoers, for Christ to do well, for so is the will of God that well living you may put to silence foolish men. As free and not use your liberty for coalitionists, but as the servants of God. It says, I'm all men of the brotherhood. Fear God, honor the king. It says, if you object to your master with all fire, not only the good general, but also the forward. That's a hard verse telling you of our awful boss. So here in the scriptures, we clearly see only the government or any government of is over us. That's what the scripture says. But then atheists say, turn to Acts chapter 5, 29. Uh, the, script, the atheists say, let's show the complete context of scripture. Acts 5, 29 says, then Pharaoh and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than men. So what is it? Do we obey God or the government? Again, it's, that's a preschool theology. It's like God make up, they can't pick up. No, a prophecy. It doesn't even, the question doesn't make sense. Can, 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 can an unstoppable chain penetrate an unstoppable law? That's a question. It doesn't make sense. You can't ask any question you want that doesn't make sense. It doesn't mean it's all smart. I personally know body of believers that don't believe in paying taxes. They don't believe in paying for insurance. Uh, they believe that the government has no say in, in, in how they should live and, and, and how uh, uh, in, in anything. I mean, um, they've lost children. What have said just would have gone to the hospital because they're anti-hospital. Uh, yet they refuse to pay for any kind of insurance. They lost children. They went to the hospital. Their church fire hurt the ground. They had no insurance. Not only did they not get money from the insurance company for the bills, they had no insurance company. They got a hefty fine for not having insurance. That could have affected other beings. Would have been responsible. I believe that they're saying that really do God love the Lord. They choose to defy the governing body over them. Can I tell church that that is an awful problem as far as children? To teach our children that we don't have to obey the law that we choose to obey. By the way, God works through authority so often. You want a, you want a good Bible study sometime? Look through your just to study and when God works authority. God doesn't always take a lightning bolt and smack a side over the with it, amen. God will often work authority. He might use your boss, he might use your police officer, he might use your pastor. God almost always just works with authority to get the thing done. 
But we look at these scriptures, both the perfect word has so so both are perfectly true, but how do we reconcile this? Here's the answer. We always obey the name. Unless it goes against God's word. That's the simple answer. We always obey man unless it goes against God's word. Doesn't matter, by the way, if it's legal or illegal. Worship is wrong in the sight of God, no matter how many governing authorities still legalize it. Homosexuality is wrong in the sight of God, no matter how many countries want to press it, make it legal. Fornication and adultery is so wrong in the sight of God, no matter how acceptable it is. No matter Illegal or not illegal. That's not right or wrong in my book. Oh, yeah, we obey man. We obey the laws unless it goes against the word of God. Jesus said, These are the things which are Caesar's. And under God, the things which are God's. The Trinity is easily explained. God can change his mind, but his character never changes. And we always always obey the authority over us, no matter who it is, unless it goes against God. That's the Bible. Therefore, help us to sow your word up.